podcast is sponsored by Zero Accounting Software, who proudly support female entrepreneurs and help business owners to see their finances clearly. For help in getting your business digital ready, visit xero.com. Hello everybody and welcome back to series two, episode three of the She Can, She Did podcast. Thank you so, so much for listening as always. If this is the first time that you're tuning in, She Can, She Did is the podcast in which I, Fiona Grayson, sit down with female founders in their teens, 20s and 30s throughout the UK and ask them to open up to me about everything they've had to face behind the scenes, the good, the bad and the unbelievably testing at times to get to where they are with their businesses today. Before I introduce today's guest, I'm very, very pleased to say that the tickets for the next Midweek Mingle Roadshow are now live, so if you fancy joining us in Milton Keynes, London or Cardiff over the next few weeks in late September slash early October, all of the details can be found on the She Can, She Did website. It goes without saying that I would absolutely love to see you there if you're able to make it, so please do have a peek at those if you fancy joining us all there on the night. Right, that said and done, back to business. Today's guest is none other than Kristalina Vrela, the 20-something founder of Mr. Highline, the London-based but global-reaching creative agency that is solely focused on improving the social presence of brands belonging to the hospitality industry. Originally from Greece, Kristalina first came up with the idea for Mr. Highline whilst working at the Waldorf Historia in New York. After flying back to London, the self-confessed dreamer secured a meeting with one of London's biggest hotels after mentioning her idea one night to a friend who went on to make an introduction for her there and with just one week to prepare for said meeting Mr Highline was born a week she goes on to describe as one of the best weeks of her life not to give the ending away or anything but she won that contract and just over 18 months later now has clients worldwide from her natural advice on sales and how to win over big clients her admirable reasons for why she is so passionate about investing in a young team to why she will never ever stop setting herself goals and has learnt to embrace the drama and suspense of working towards them. Part of the chat that definitely, definitely spoke to me. For someone that was once told she wouldn't make a great businesswoman, I can hand on heart say that I think Kristalina has definitely proved them wrong. Let's start with what the Highline is all about in your own words. Okay, so Mr. Highline is a creative agency focused on Inspire Hospitality, and that's the official title, obviously. Mm -hmm. So what we really do is curate the online presence of hospitality businesses. It's mostly social media, website design and development, uh, email campaigns, anything actually that has to do with online advertisement. And our main focus is uh, hospitality at the moment. Mm -hmm. I remember when you reached out and you were saying about New York, the Highline and I just New York to me is just the best city ever so talk to me about where the idea came from how old is this business now? So it's uh, a year and a half, I would say. So, so it's, it's a so baby. It's a baby. It's my baby. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, actually the idea was born in New York. And as the name indicates, it was born uh, in the Highline Bridge. So at the time I used to live in New York and work there uh, in a beautiful hotel, the Waldorf Historia. Obviously, my everyday life was quite intense. So my apartment was very close to the Highline Bridge. And I always enjoyed when I was there walking, you know, recharging, relaxing Mm. and coming up with ideas because I'm a dreamer. So I was going there. I was strolling around, you know, with no purpose, actually. Isn't everyone in New York a dreamer? I just feel like you can't go to that city and not dream. Like it's just it's 
proper big ideas. That's why actually probably is my favorite city in the world mm. because I can relate to this city somehow. Yeah, so Highline was the inspiration. Obviously, I felt that since the idea was born there, I really wanted to connect the name to this location. This is why Mr. Highline became the name of the business. Mm -hmm. So it was actually the source of inspiration, uh, walking the Highline Bridge, but also at the same time, the fact that I was living and working in such a city with so many things going on. I remember at the time I was going to work at five o'clock in the morning and I was passing through Times Square. However, I wouldn't feel like a crazy person going to work at five o'clock in the morning because literally like, it's not most of us that start work at five o'clock. Mm. But the fact that in New York you would see so many people walking in Times Square, going somewhere, whatever that is, it made you feel that, okay, I'm normal. <laughs> I'm one of, of the other crazy people walking here. Yeah. So all these different components, I guess, gave me the strength and the inspiration to come up mm. with this um, idea. At that hotel, what were you actually doing? What was your role there that you kind of walked away from? It was an amazing opportunity. So after um, I completed my postgraduate diploma in hospitality management here in London, I went directly to New York to complete a management development program. So actually I rotated in three key operational departments in managerial positions. I started from food and beverage, mm -hmm. I moved to housekeeping, and then to front office. So you really know the way around a hotel. Exactly, yeah. exactly, exactly. And working in such a big property with so many employees and departments, and still seeing that suppliers were into play, and they would hire different people to outsource a few services, I would say. Mm -hmm. uh, it's something that really opened my eyes and made me think that, okay, if this happening in New York, I'm sure there's a need out there. Okay, so I'm trying to connect the dots. So mm -hmm. you're noticing that, but there's a difference between noticing a problem and launching a business. Yeah. So talk me through what those steps involved to come up with what it is today. Right. Well, I am a doer as a person. Mm -hmm. So whenever I come up with an idea, I always like to see if it's something feasible, if it's something that I can apply, if it's something that I can develop. This is what I felt with this idea. So observing the need, obviously I realized that, okay, there's a potential here, I need to do my research. When I came back to London, which was a decision, a tough decision for me, um, the hotel closed. It was super difficult for me to stay in New York because I didn't have a visa. So I came back to London and from day one, I knew that I wanted to explore this idea. I didn't know if I would end up having a business. Mm. But the way I see things, and I don't want to judge how other people do it because everyone runs his or her business as they see fit, but I don't feel that you can actually have a business before you observe that there's a demand. Mm. Yeah, hugely. And also, you cannot supply a service if you don't find this demand first. So the business started after I found my first client, which is kind of shocking. I did my PL, I did my business plan, I was prepared, I did my market research. At the time, my apartment looked like an office because I was working 24-7 from my apartment, of course. And the opportunity knocked on my door. Okay, hang on. <laughs> That's the thing where I read, see, I read statements like that in a magazine and I'm like... Yeah, but how? <laughs> it's true. No, yeah. I'll tell you how. So because I had connections in the hospitality industry, mm -hmm. so oh, it was such a coincidence. One of my very, very good friends with whom I used to study with, to be honest, he was a finance director in Novotel London Canary Wharf, which is the first client that we signed with. Mm -hmm. So 
he used also to live in my building, which was a coincidence. And one day we were walking his dog and I was telling him about my plans. And all of a sudden I was like, let me ask you, do you think it might be interesting if you introduce me to your hotel so that I discuss how I can support their online presence? He was like, "Mm, I'm not sure if they will want a supplier at this stage. However, I can always ask. Long story short, he started the conversation and I was lucky enough to secure a meeting. And this was a turning point because when I secured this meeting, I know that this was my chance. Mm -hmm. And if I wouldn't grab this chance, probably I wouldn't have a second chance. So I prepared myself. I started building our website which was ready within two days which was so what he got you a meeting and how how long was the gap between it was a week oh my goodness okay in a week i set up the the business no okay (laughs) (laughs) so i set up the business i print business cards i create a website with help of course but i mean like literally everything happened within a week it was the best week of my life and i wear my nice suit i put my smile on (laughs) and i go there i'm like okay this presentation needs to be breathtaking if I want to have a business and to be honest this is what happened because I knew that this was it Mm. and I made it work and I was lucky enough to connect with the people in the room and I was lucky enough to you know address a need that was there and to have them trust in me actually that's incredible I mean when you were walking up to the hotel Mm -hmm. I'm just trying to put myself in that position because we've all had a scary meeting in our life yeah like what did it feel like knowing the potential that was in that room when you don't have you can't fall back on like all of your other clients like they know full well you're kind of walking in as at this stage a kind of almost nobody they don't yeah in the nicest way yeah yeah, of course like how did you handle that pressure or like did you give yourself like a pep talk or I would say like my my strength to be honest with you is my sales skills Mm -hmm. I'm good in selling however I felt that this was something so personal that I made it look like something really important to me. Mm. And also, like, I focused very much on understanding my audience, understanding the people in the room, understanding what they need to cover. So it was a combination of reading your audience, knowing that you really want to make a good impression, and at the same time, having a presentation to support Mm. your ideas. However, it really helped me the fact that I'm coming from the hospitality background obviously gave me the necessary knowledge. Marketing also is something that I used to do in the past. So I combined my skills, actually. So yeah. it was no bullshitting. It was, you know, an honest conversation about what I can do for them. Mm. That's the thing, though. Yeah. When you speak to big brands like that, I think mm. it's easy to kind of feel intimidated when you have the potential to speak to big companies like that. But actually, firstly, they're normal people in the room. Exactly. And exactly. when you're clearly, I always think like there's a, something so special about startups because you meet the founders directly Mm, you can see the passion and that's your kind of Oh, girl, that's what's the word I'm looking for. That's, that's, that's what they buy into. The it? USB. That's there your USB. That's it. No, I agree. And you know what? I think attitude is important yeah. and confidence. And this is something that I always say to anyone who's having this question, like, how can I do this? How can I do that? If you believe in yourself, if you know what you're talking about, and if you are confident, mm. then why not? Mm. Like, you need to be confident. Otherwise, why would I trust you if you don't trust in yourself, right? A hundred percent. I couldn't agree with you more. Yeah. Did they say we're in 
then and there or was there a waiting period a short waiting period obviously mm-hmm. they need to do their due diligence they need to ch- uh, do some background checks because it's a big chain as you said from a security perspective background checks to a business perspective hopefully I had a business at the time mm-hmm. so they didn't know that it existed for a week but yeah what did it feel like having to wait for that decision oh my god so it was a very good moment because actually I planned holidays during this time. So I was in Greece, in my mm-hmm. hometown, and I was enjoying a lovely lunch by the sea when the email landed on my phone. And I remember that I broke a glass <laughs> because I was so, so excited. I, you can't do I was with my swimming suit. Everyone was looking at me as if I'm a crazy person. <laughs> but I'll never forget this moment. Yeah, it was it's the, amazing. the moment. And then I, I went sure. back and everything got started. But that's incredible. Yeah. And was it just you on your own when you went back? No. So I have a co-founder. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's covering all the technological side of the business. However, this specific client was not related to his expertise at all. Yeah. So obviously he he has been helping tremendously with so many different areas of the business. Mm-hmm. And the, the success recipe behind that, I would say, is the fact that we have completely different backgrounds. We are covering completely different areas mm. so there's no overlapping anywhere yeah, yeah definitely know. so what did Novotel actually is that how you say that I will never know how to say that H- hotel name yeah Novotel London Canary no- Wharf Novotel <laughs> am Novotel. I saying it right Novotel <laughs> yes um, <laughs> what, what was the job at hand what did the contract kind of want you to do so um, handling their social media presence mm-hmm. they had four different accounts because Novotel Canary Wharf besides the hotel's account they have an amazing restaurant and bar so at the time we had one account for the bar and restaurant and one account for their coffee shop on the ground floor. The relationship evolved, obviously, so now the restaurant is launching its own account and the bar its own account, so we're handling four uh, social media accounts for them. But it was a big project for my first project. Yeah, hugely. That's what a lot of companies dream of. now you've got so many different hotels on on the book so did you find that once you had one it snowballed because some of your clients now it seems to just taken off so much in a year and a half it's crazy that's true so uh once we onboarded Novotel Canary Wharf I immediately understood that it would be probably you know easier for us to target a core properties just because we could prove our model with this hotel and then we could easily approach uh, other clients within the same uh, hotel chain so i was quite lucky at the time and again i will say how important building relationships is mm. because i was introduced to a vice president of operations for novotel at the time in the uk who um, had a meeting with me he really believed in our services and myself so he just gave us another couple of properties to try and convince them that we we can do it. And after that, again, I was quite lucky because he moved to a different position. So he took us with us and he opened the doors of the luxury hotels and we started working M Gallery Gallery Properties. Mm -hmm. So M Gallery Hotels are boutique luxury hotels and we have three in the UK at the time and we are handling all three properties. So this was another key time for us, I would say, because it helped us actually grow our business. And after that, I would say individual general managers or individual properties were just 
knocking on our door asking if we could assist. Obviously it involved sales from my end, but it was fairly easy, I have to admit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I do, the thing is though, I do feel like when you're good at something, mm. it does snowball because people, yeah. they want a part of that. That's true. However, marketing is also something that you cannot prove its value fairly easily. Mm. Everyone wants to see return on investment. Everyone wants to see conversion. Is something that you cannot see immediately from social media. You need to invest time, you need to invest money, mm. and you need to be patient. Obviously, you need to have a strong strategy, and it takes two to tango. We may have the best strategy, but if the other side is not cooperating, then you may not reach the full potential. Mm. So I would say, again, the conversation is going back to the relationship. If you find the people that really believe in you and trust in your services and your team and give you room to grow and help them grow as well with you, then you can really achieve results. Mm. Has that led to any really difficult conversations? Say the other side aren't pulling their weight. I always think this with service-based businesses. Mm-hmm. Like you said, it does take two to tango. And it's very easy to kind of blame you yeah. for that when it... Of course. Yeah. So mm-hmm. so when, when situations like that happen, how do you handle that? What's your advice? Oh, situations like that happened and they still happen, of course. I would say you cannot make someone like you and you cannot make someone trust you. But what you can do is understand what is the approach that you should have in order to better manage the situation and remain always professional. So as long as you're being honest, you're doing hard work and you're professional, no one can doubt that. Until now, we never faced an issue where, you know, we would stop working with a client just because of the relationship. Mm. Never happened before. Yes, we have some challenging relationships, but... Yeah, if you follow this rule, I guess everything is manageable. Yeah, amazing. And you've obviously got a team now. So talk to me about how you approach that. Because I always think there's that period just before you hire someone where you have to decide whether to make that leap. So how how did you know? Like what, what led it? Was it demand coming through? You yes. literally had no choice but to. Exactly. And... Until today, I really believe that you are not growing and then you find the demand. First, you find the demand and then you grow. Mm. So I arrived at this point that I couldn't handle everything by myself. So back in March 2018, it was just myself, my co-founder and a content writer. Mm-hmm. So this content writer is still with us, working with us. On a freelance basis. On a freelance basis, yeah. exactly. She actually helped with a copy, but I was handling all the clients, which was overwhelming, as you can imagine. At some point, I realized that I need to delegate. And in order for the business to grow further, I needed someone to support me. So this was the moment where we decided that, yes, it's time to hire someone. And since then, we grew our team. We are now six people. So it's going really well, but we are being very careful. Uh, I I see no point why I should go crazy and hire, you know, 10 people Mm. if still there's no need to have 10 people working in the business, you know. Yeah, definitely. Was there, in terms of kind of handing over that responsibility, like how have you found that process, like delegating, managing? It was a very stressful process. (laughs) Something that everyone was telling me as an advice is that no one will care about the clients as much as you do. So I was always afraid that if I don't have control, something might go wrong. Mm. Until today, I am in touch with all of my clients because I still can. However, now that the team is evolving and now that I have strong players uh, next to me, I feel that I'm more comfortable to give more responsibilities. Mm. And 
you know, I'm always there to make sure that nothing goes south because I feel that, you know, the moment that you pull yourself out of the process, a million things can happen and we don't want that. Yeah, yeah, no, definitely. (laughs) Yeah. In terms of like the age of the team, how Mm. is it quite a young team? Absolutely. And I love investing in young people because this is something that I never had the opportunity to do when I was looking for a job. So when I was... 20 years old and when I was full of passion and energy and I want to learn and I want to grow and I knew I would prove my value no one would give me the opportunity mm-hmm. so this is what I, I felt was something missing from the market and I decided that this is the approach that I'm going to follow so now I'm hiring young people that have this passion and this energy and this flame and they really want to work hard and they want to grow with this company and they see the potential and they believe in that yeah. so of course it's a, a team full of young people people and it's going really well that's amazing Mm. and how do you manage the the balance between making sure everyone like gets on and also the fact that you're the boss the only reason I ask is that Mm -hmm. I've I've seen it a lot because you want to be liked and want to run a company properly so how have you managed that I think that there's no point for me to try and create a distance between myself and the rest of the team Mm -hmm. just because it's a small team and just because it's something quite challenging on a daily basis, Uh, long hours, a lot of different things going on. I need the support from each and every one of them. So unless they really see myself involved in the process next to them, fighting on a daily basis, supporting them, sharing my concerns, sharing my dreams, sharing next steps, then how can they really be motivated? Mm. Yeah, definitely. So I feel that respect is something that you win and it's something that people will will have towards you only if you are good enough and inspiring enough Mm. to show them that okay this is who I am I'm a real person I'm struggling I'm working hard and this is what I expect from you as well yeah yeah, definitely because I I always think like I want to take someone on but I've always had a really strong work ethic since I was 14 15 I'd be so nervous to take a team member on and then I don't know I just want them to have that I agree. And it's just so scary, isn't it? Like that handing. And you make wrong choices Mm. along the way. I won't tell you that, you know, all the people I've hired so far, they were a good fit to this company. There's no good and bad. It's just someone that fits in the culture and someone that doesn't. Yeah. Um, Yes, I have to admit that I made mistakes on that matter. But at the end of the day, you need to take decisions. And at some point, you know, if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. Mm -hmm. And you have to find a way to move forward by replacing people, unfortunately, or people decide by themselves that they don't want to continue and you're being a member of this team. Yeah. Mm. Well, it goes back to that, those difficult conversations, doesn't it? Sometimes yeah. You've just got to have them sometimes. Of course, yeah. 100%. This podcast is sponsored by Zero Accounting Software, who proudly support female entrepreneurs and help business owners to see their finances clearly. For help in getting your business digital ready, visit xero.com. Let's talk about the challenges given that you have grown quite quickly in such a short space of time what have you found to be the hardest part of the job so far I would say the team again uh, because I feel sales is what I like doing and Mm -hmm. because I was also quite lucky to grow within a chain which was easy for us I never felt that finding the next client would be a challenge however having the 
people that will support this growth was always a challenge and still is a challenge. So this is my daily struggle and this is what I'm trying to to focus on more, especially now, because I feel that if you don't have your house in order, then no one will trust you anymore. Yeah. So finding the right people, I would say, it was the biggest challenge. Yeah. And of course, besides this part, another thing that's a struggle is um, when you invest time and money in one idea that doesn't work, yeah, at the end always, yeah a little painful <laughs> and for me time is as valuable as money because mm. when you know I'm dedicating my time towards an idea or something that I believe in and I see a potential but the potential you know never comes never becomes a reality do you mean with certain clients yes exactly yeah. there are projects like obviously I've invested time in projects that didn't work out meetings after meetings proposals after proposals mm. brainstorming engaging the team doing research all these things and it didn't bring the results that mm. I wished for so yeah I always think that with um service-based businesses is mm. that people forget that to get the client on board but there's yeah. all of that work that absolutely goes in beforehand yeah. and so many rejections and mm. no's and it's just learning to adapt to that whole thing it's so true yeah. so true and you know it's quite hard to accept at the end yeah if you have you set your goal you've got an idea you're going for it mm. and it falls through how do you pick yourself up after those you persist yeah like you push harder I won't tell you that I'm the kind of person that doesn't panic. I do panic, but that gives me the motivation to push harder. I don't accept failure. Yeah. So, you know, I need to turn my failure into a success somehow. Mm. And this is my mentality all the time. Mm. I loved when we went for coffee, when we met for the first time, that story about how was it a professor that told <laughs> you that you were never going to... Yeah. Know, a business person or something that's you, true yeah you didn't have it in you i well, love stories like this because <laughs> i just hope one day you can go back and be like huh <laughs> yeah exactly i told you yeah. <laughs> so yeah um it was one of those moments where you are expecting to have a mentor in your life is this in new york or london london okay yeah and just to clarify i don't feel that i ever had support from a mentor i would say mm. i was always seeking for this kind of help but just never happened I guess it was a matter of luck it didn't happen mm -hmm. and obviously sometimes you believe in people and you are inspired by people that don't show the same inspiration towards your face I mm -hmm. would say what happened actually was that we were having an honest conversation the entire class with this professor it was the end of our semester so he was sharing let's say a forecast about how our future will be so when the conversation came to me he was like oh you're great in presentations you're very strong when you're elaborating on a, an idea you'd become a perfect salesperson for a company and I looked at him and I was like really you understand nothing about me is yeah. that all you have to say and it demotivated me somehow also I was quite young so you know it it made me think but I'm I'm very happy that you know in the long run it actually helped me to prove mm. that this is who I am yeah and my actions speak louder than my words yeah, so definitely. I remember when I left my old company the publisher that I worked really closely with he was like a really senior guy and I remember at my leaving drinks he gave me a hug and he was like you'll be back Fee. this like <sighs> it won't last you'll be back and I was like <sighs> Oh my mm. god! <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. Mm -hmm. And I always think, like, I remember walking away, being—I was a bit drunk because I was mm. leaving drinks, <laughs> so it was a bit like, <laughs> yeah, raging. Um, yeah. But 
I remember, yeah, getting, getting on the train home and just, yeah, just being so... They don't get you. Yeah, it was just mm. so frustrating that that was our kind of last conversation. But now I look back and I'm like, I'm so grateful he said that because exactly. it just, it's that fire in your belly, like, mm-hmm. game on, I won't be back. Thank yeah. you very much, I'll make yeah. it work. Do you just have to back yourself sometimes, don't you? Exactly, mm. exactly. And if you don't believe in yourself, no one else will, so... yeah. yeah. Just need to stick to your beliefs, I guess. Yeah. Has anything gone drastically wrong, like angry clients? Or? No, no, no. Yeah. Not okay, that's good. <laughs> <laughs> that's good. Um, yeah, we we were lucky enough until now. We didn't have any major issues. I would say that yes, there are a few things. Like for example, I really believe in the power of photography. This is one of the services that we tried to launch because hotels need great photography and Mm. great videography to promote themselves. And that's material for us to use for social media, website, and all the services we are providing. Because I like to control situation. To be honest with you, photography skills is something that I don't have. So I literally had to depend on others. And when I started this journey, I thought it would be fairly easy to find a good photographer Mm. that would you know, collaborate with me. We would go at the hotel, we'll take some nice photos. The hotel would love the photos and everything, everyone is happy. However, I discovered that this was way more difficult than what I initially had in my mind. And because the budgets are not always good enough Mm. to cover this kind of projects, you always need to manage expectations. Unfortunately, when you are not let's say, handling the entire process by yourself because you are not the one who takes the photos. You cannot guarantee 100% the result. Mm. So I found myself in very uncomfortable positions because the hotel might not be happy with the result or, mm, you know, it, it was just a matter of... It's when, when you're relying on someone else exactly. and it doesn't live up to expectations. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But also I understood from experience now that this is a service that probably, you know, it's not even worth investing on unless there's the right budget and unless there's the right hotel and client that you're aligned with and you both understand the mm. objective and you move forward with it. Otherwise, for sure, it's one of these things that I decided, okay, this will not be part of Mr. Highline's main services just yeah. because I don't want to have, you know, this implications anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think that's the benefit of being the one in charge, being yeah. your own boss, saying, actually, this isn't making me happy or this isn't what mm-hmm. I signed up for. Let's just walk away. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. You strike me... I could be wrong. As, like you said, a big dreamer that yeah. wants this company to be, be a lot bigger than it is. Is that right? Of course. Yeah. <laughs> 100%. Yeah, I'm like that when she can, she did. Like, kind of, and, and, and I think, yeah, the reason I, I, I immediately liked you is because I, I, I can relate to that. I am always intrigued. How do you manage the fact that it doesn't happen overnight and you ha- it's a long term to get the kind of big, the big dreams happening and the kind of big reach big impact that's not an overnight process so how do you manage the fact that you're not there yet is that that fair to say i don't know yeah well this is why i love what i'm doing because Mm. i'm still hungry yeah yeah, it's like a long term (laughs) exactly yeah and like if you ask me my biggest issue is that i don't have patience Mm -hmm. i don't i can't wait yeah with anything in life but at the same time it's It's a good challenge because you learn how to start making baby steps Mm -hmm. and then a step at a time. And 
like I always see my goal, I reach it, and then I know that there will be another one. Yeah, definitely. So never ending. <laughs> exactly, it's never ending, and it's just I like the um, suspense behind it. Yeah, the drama. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's lovely. No, it's so true, and it, it kind of gives you a reason to keep you motivated mm. because you are striving for something. Yes. Because I always do think that, like, when do you know if you've made it? Because everyone that I speak to, where I think in my eyes they're successful mm. when I sit down with them they're nowhere near where they want no. to be yet and I just think like where where does it end I think it's the crazy. moment the moment that you say to yourself I made it then it's like your your business is dead yeah it's kind of you have to keep striving yes. keep getting better yeah it's exactly. <laughs> Let's talk you as a person, because mm. you are. You are a person. Um, <laughs> Let's not forget that. <laughs> I'm a human. Um, how, how have your relationships evolved throughout this whole process? You know, six, a team of six in the space of 18 months. Like big hotels, not just in the UK. It's, it's, yeah, in New York world. as well. Yeah. Yeah. You know, given that it is demanding so much of your time, energy, et cetera, et cetera. Have you seen any relationships swing either way mm-hmm. as a business has got... Absolutely. Yeah, of course. I guess it's... So I don't think it's because of the business. I think people change as they grow, Mm. no matter how they grow, no matter what journey they have. I feel that as you grow, people follow your journey. They enjoy being around you. And some people just feel that maybe you're too much for them. Maybe they don't relate to you anymore. You know, you you grow in different ways. So obviously there were relationships that didn't continue after I started being involved so much with my business. Other new relationships uh, that were born are very, very strong, Mm -hmm. although it's been know only a few months and of course it's family and it's very close friends that always support you um but i wouldn't say that's something that i didn't anticipate yeah that's the thing yeah it was always kind of going to be a given wasn't it exactly exactly but your family over here no they're not i mean that's that's amazing because i just feel like there's no way in hell i could have done (laughs) the past two years without my family around me yeah so how have you had that like given that you know they're all in grief. Yeah, that's a big challenge. Um, I guess I got used to it because uh, I'm living by myself since I was 21 years old. Mm. Um, so, yeah, it's been six years now. And uh, I'm a very emotional uh, person and I really, really need love around me in order to grow. Mm. I guess they've been very supportive even with distance and we try always to travel and see each other. But... My biggest strength, I don't know if this will sound too much, but I really, really rely on the people that are involved in my everyday life. And this is my team. Let's be honest. Like These are the people that really know what's going on. Even my closest friends are not there with me on a daily basis to see my struggles, to see my concerns, Mm. to see my ambitions. Like it's You connect more with the people that you share your life with, I guess. Yeah, definitely. I love that. So you've kind of built your own support network. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And uh, obviously you said that it has got busier, the the, the demand and stuff. But how do you kind of carve out time for yourself within all of this? I never switch off. (laughs) Start from there. (laughs) But I enjoy that. Uh, Obviously, any time for myself. Do you? You do enjoy that? Yes, I do. Very much. Um, I don't see why I should have, you know personal and a professional life completely separate mm-hmm. the one yep. to the other I feel that yeah they merge somehow mm-hmm. but that's fine yep. that's who I am that's what I enjoy and 
In terms of personal time, of course, I need that. So uh, Natalia, and we are working with uh, very closely. Once I told her that every Who's Sunday, sat right next to you, <laughs> she <laughs> exactly <laughs> the bigger supporter. Yeah. <laughs> so um, I love how you're trying not to make a sound. You're like yes. laughing with your mouth shut, like <laughs> exactly, exactly. Um, we so were funny. once talking and I was like oh it's a Sunday so I'll read my emails I'll lit my candle I'll pour a glass of wine and that's my ideal Sunday evening Mm -hmm. and she laughed at me but in a nice way like I get it I can see you doing that and this is what relaxes me or for example you know uh, getting my nails done or um, something that would feel like pampering myself it can be things besides work let's be honest you don't you shouldn't be working all the time you need to zone out but yeah I would say these moments are not happening very often (laughs) well I feel like a good glass of wine on a Friday night is my like it's amazing yeah Yeah. rosé rosé ideally oh really so I'm a proper red girl okay (laughs) (laughs) I can live with that But um, no, it's yeah, and I kind of get to the end of the week, and I'm like, oh, I so deserved that. Yeah, like, of course. Like little little things, isn't it? Like little. I things. I feel like now I just I'm such a grandma. I just don't have the energy. <laughs> yeah, just a night in a good glass of exactly. wine. Exactly. Grey's Anatomy box set. What is not to love? I love it. <laughs> a good night's sleep as well. It, oh, I wouldn't nice, appreciate yeah. that in the past. Now, if I sleep nine hours straight, I'm the happiest person. Nine there. hours. Oh my god, that's a dr- yeah, that's good. <laughs> that's very good. <laughs> That's my favourite. <laughs> In terms of going forward, mm. you know, how do you see this business progressing? Like, there's so many different trends with social media as well. Yeah, do you yeah. think it will just be purely... Listen, I, I consider myself more a business person rather than someone who is married to an idea. Mm. So I wouldn't Ooh, mind. I love that. Isn't that a good sentence? <laughs> I love that. Hang on. <laughs> I wouldn't see myself you know, with Mr. Highline for my entire life because Mr. Highline can become something different. As long as we are in the business, we are running on the treadmill and there's a potential, then why not? And I feel that, yes, Instagram is very hot now. Everyone is using Instagram. Mm. Everyone's understanding the value from a business perspective as well. However, our mission and what I always like to say to my team as well is we need to stay informed. We need to be the first ones who will discover the new trend and we need to be the first ones that will launch it because mm-hmm. here's where the success lies because there will be another trend we may not be aware of it at the moment but something is coming after mm-hmm. Instagram so I watched such an amazing little video it was one of those little one minute infographic video yeah right right thing mm-hmm. on LinkedIn literally a matter of days ago that showed from 2000 the trends up until 2019 I've seen that yeah, yeah. of how you know it's like YouTube starts rising exactly and Facebook and Oh no, it was MySpace, wasn't it? And then it just yeah. Uh, and now you just see using Instagram MySpace. from like 2014 just go exactly. straight up. Yeah. But you know that in the same way you saw MySpace shoot up, in something what... else will come. Yeah, exactly. I it's really amazing. enjoy LinkedIn at the moment, to yeah. be honest. Uh, LinkedIn to me, that's what I used to use in my old company. So for me, any kind of corporate style yeah relationship i but that's that's how i use it and i just think that that is so powerful exactly like all the brands you can hunt down a Mm -hmm. marketing manager or whatever you need yes absolutely blogs like you can read the news from linkedin Mm. it's my main source of information at the moment yeah in the morning you know with my morning coffee i always check my linkedin and i find so many useful information Mm. like what's happening now which is great and i guess that's where all of the the big corporate roles at the hotels you'd 
find them on LinkedIn, surely. Yes, of course. You connect yeah. with them. Yeah. You meet yeah. them in an event and you send a LinkedIn invitation and then you can initiate the conversation. Mm. What's your advice, given that I feel like your whole personality is at the core of this business mm. and the fact that you do enjoy sales? So many women that I speak to, myself included, I put on a brave face when I go to a meeting with sponsors and stuff. I'm, I don't want to put myself down and say I'm bad at it, but mm. I don't particularly enjoy it. Yeah. I, I have to build myself up to it. So what's your advice, given that you do love it, for anyone that doesn't, I guess? Yeah. <laughs> um, let's all embrace our identity, I would say. Mm. I'm interested in people that are different. Mm. I'm interested in people that have a personality. Yeah. So we all have a personality. Whatever this personality is, I don't understand why we are hiding it. So I would say when you go in a place full of people and you freak out just because you hate starting conversations, just start a conversation that yeah. you're interested in. Yeah. Just talk about yourself. Just listen to the other person. Very often we don't even listen. Yeah, talk at them. Exactly. Uh, yeah, just so listen true. what they have to say and start, the f- you know, just go with the flow. Mm. And besides that, the number one thing is be confident. Yeah. Like we need even, you know, fake it until you make it. Mm. Fake it. It will help you. But this is how the business world, world yeah, works. Yeah, definitely. You, you can't avoid it. I no. just don't feel like you'll get anywhere in this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's why I, I ask. I always think, learn how to do a proper handshake. Right. I, does Not my the, head exactly. in. When I've had, when I go into a meeting sometimes and a guy shakes my hand and it's like this pathetic, I'm like, I can shake, shake my hand. It's like, horrible. Yeah, it's the worst. And you know, a genuine smile. Yeah, That's yeah. all it takes. Yeah, so true. Mm. Love that advice. <laughs> Have you got any more just gen- general advice for anyone wanting to launch a business? I, I, it's just, you know, all these kind of things that we are discussing is what I try to answer to myself mm. on a daily basis. So th- the source of your power comes within you. So it starts from there. Yeah. If you expect that others will help you go through your day or build your business, then it will never happen. It's just yes, how you build mm. yourself in a way that you can really, you know, do anything. I really, I completely, I love that you said that because I do feel like there is this element, there's a kind of almost people expect Hmm. to be appreciated to to be appreciated straight away and it's like you have to prove yourself exactly 100% and you have to also be a be nice and mm-hmm. like that goes a long way as well don't, you have to prove yourself first yeah. it doesn't just get handed to you you know what I don't respect to be honest because I told you before I support people that want to start their career, mm. even if they don't have the experience. But if I see they have the right work ethic, I will give this opportunity to them. Yep. I really don't respect when they don't take this opportunity and they don't run with it yeah. and they don't maximize the potential and they don't show you their appreciation. Because, mm. I mean, at the end of the day, you need to appreciate the chances that are given to you. It's as if yep. I would tell you Novotel Canary Wharf was our first client and... At some point, they broke the contract. Well, what does this show for me? So what I want to say is that I've seen people that were given the chance and they did nothing with that. And this pisses me off, to be honest. Mm. I feel that you, in this world, with the competition that we have, like you are not going to be given many times uh, the possibility to start over. Mm. So just do the best you can with it. Going forward then, are there any other plans in the pipeline, given that you said that you are a businesswoman at heart? (laughs) First and foremost. Exactly. (laughs) Well, obviously, as you see, I'm very, very in love with New York. Are you going to leave us? (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm not. For sure not. But 
since we got our first client in New York, which was very, very exciting. A couple Who's that? Novotel Times Square. Okay. <laughs> it's oh, another yeah. Novotel, <laughs> guess what? But the story is interesting behind it. I don't even know if we have the time to talk about that. But in any case, it was a relationship that I was cultivating for a year. So it happened and I'm proud. But the thing is, my goal now is to focus more on the US market, mm-hmm. specifically New York. If we manage to secure more contracts there, what makes sense is that we will open a branch in mm-hmm. New York. And ideally, where I see myself is living six months there and six months months in London. Incredible. Best case scenario. Let's see if this will happen, <laughs> though. <laughs> we'll see. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah. I love that. And in terms of, have you set yourself a time frame? Um, yesterday. <laughs> I need to do it as soon as possible. I, time is stressing me very much. I really want to make sure that I don't rely on what we've achieved so far and I keep pushing so the sooner the better Mm. I just don't want to see myself entering the new decade 2020 without having achieved this but we'll see yeah yeah okay rounding up then as you know I ask you to finish some statements at the end of each podcast okay so I'll start you finish ready okay (laughs) number one being my own boss means high risk higher reward Oh, good. When it's not quite going to plan, my advice would be to push more, try harder, never give up, learn from your failures. Mm. Yeah. If I could go back to day one of my business, I'd tell myself. Uh, Breathe one step at a time Mm. and never forget your end goal. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You have to remind why you started as well. Yes, exactly. Yeah. You're doing for this for some reason. Yeah. Like, never forget. You you need to pass a few tests until you achieve that. But obviously, it's the it, process. Yeah, definitely. And it goes back into what we were just saying about that expecting attitude. Mm. You need to, those baby steps all prove a point. Yeah. If I had to describe myself as a businesswoman, I'd say that I am. I want to put my signature on everything. I want to do something different. And I want to do it my way. Love that. And very lastly, I want my legacy to be that. I made an impact. Some people know my name for a good reason and some people feel that I affected them in a positive way. I feel like your personality, people will know who you are. (laughs) I I hope so. Yeah, I feel like you're the kind of person when you walk into a room, you you have like a presence. Uh, That's, you know, I feel that if you cannot be identified as a person from your actions and from your personality then you're missing the point somehow mm, yeah. we we all ha- as i said before we all have personalities and i feel that some people haven't unlocked it yet mm. so I, I hope i hope that you know i'm i'm making somehow a positive impact on the level that i can of course yeah yeah thanks thank you so much it no. was so lovely <laughs> you made my day oh. <laughs> Thank you for listening to She Can, She Did. If you fancy being a complete star and doing your good deed for the day, please feel free to rate, review and subscribe on iTunes to give the She Can, She Did series a little boost and help others to find it. You can also attend the Midweek Mingles, the She Can, She Did event series for female founders and aspiring female business owners, featuring a whole lot of business inspiration and the all-important GNTs in equal measure. For more information and to book your ticket, head to www.shecanshedid.com. I would love to see you there.